0: Again, fellow basement dwellers. It's your good friend Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you in to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Bandwagon Nerds is a part of the ChairShot Radio Network on the ChairShot.com. Very, very excited day today. We have a loaded news day, two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row with tons and tons of news. I want to start with a brief show announcement. Uh, before we bring our co hosts in today, and that is that uh, we're gonna, we do have our three co hosts, uh, but we are we are down a regular and, and are gonna be down a regular for a little bit uh, as DPP uh, is going on a hiatus uh, for a little while. And so, as I kind of thought about what to do next, we're gonna try and rotate some people in, a lot of familiar faces. This week, though, very excited to have a co host that has never been on the bandwagon and i've gotten to do some podcasting with this guy on mondays when i've done the three-man weave and talk some sports and was noticing some responses on the bandwagon nerds twitter polls particularly when it came down to dr strange and dr fate and so i'm very excited to welcome in Someone I, I was—I was just blessed to know that that he's one of us, uh, Mr. Ray Cash. Ray Cash, welcome to the bandwagon. How you doing, man?
1: You know, it's weird hearing introductions for me because normally I'm the host of what of show right. I'm on. So I, that's very flattering. If if I'm quite melanated, so if I wasn't some if I wasn't so melanated, I would be blushing right now. So thank you,
0: thank oh, you for that yeah. wonderful
1: introduction. I'm doing hey, good. I- it's a pleasure to be on, guys.
0: Right, I'm excited to have you on, and of course, we always um, we we tend to have a three uh, three man booth, and that is no different this week. And welcome in our other regular co-host, Mr. David Ungar. David, how are things in Bakersfield?
2: <laughs> About as good as they were when we were talking off air. Uh, just the the shithole of California, but yeah. Uh, DP, what is the word we use on the DWI? He's on a sabbatical. That that's what he said. He's on a sabbatical from us for. A little while and uh yeah. but i i'm excited to have ray in here because i've heard you know we've heard about it for a while now that ray's just a card-carrying nerd like the rest of us so i mean
0: when i sent ray the rundown the response i got back was i'm good on all of this except for hellstrom
2: so which
0: <laughs> and i'll be honest i'm good on all of this except for hellstrom too cause, not exactly a, a top of the line comic that that I follow, and so a, a television show that I think is getting canceled after one
2: season
1: will the, be. The trailer be is dope, though. The trailer it is, is pretty dope, dope. Yeah, yeah,
2: that was interesting.
0: Right, and we're gonna get to that. We're gonna cover. We got a lot of Marvel news this week. Finally, finally got some Marvel news, and we've joked repeatedly on the show that it has been a DC world that we've lived in this summer during COVID nineteen. But just some, I think, some really exciting news bits. Some, yeah, like I I guess, yeah, Elstrom is, is kind of my man and some bad news that we've been expecting. We're also going to revisit the Ray Fisher, Joss Whedon, Warner Brothers Justice League drama as a little bit of news came out about that. The Walking Dead returns tonight. We record on Sunday. So by the time you're listening to this, Walking Dead will have returned because we drop on Monday. So it'll be a day old. Of course, we can't avoid talking about the boys and and that's gonna get you know that's gonna be the the linchpin of our discussion. But before we go into all that, I just want to talk about uh, what just happened to me about two hours ago before we came on the air as my marriage was was tested, fellas, tested very, very strongly.
2: By the way, Ray, we are generally Patrick's therapist on this show. Just so you know. Yes.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. I, I, I so, actually went to school for psychology, so we're good.
0: Great. Tell me about uh, your mother. So anyway, well, no, this is it's not about my mother. Ray, why can my wife and I not work on a project in the house without wanting to stab each other in the eye? Can I answer that? You can answer that.
1: Because you're a man.
0: So it's the penis's fault.
1: It's always it's, it's always it's always because we're men.
0: So here, here's what here's what happened. What happened was no, no, that's fair.
1: What had you happened know, was you about to tell me so you about to lie. I already know. No, what no, had I'm happened was <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, what what no. So we bought a new TV, uh, which was very exciting. Got I felt like I got a steal. I'm not the type of guy who needs like the newest television in the world, but it was time to upgrade. I think our current television was an HDTV. It was like a decade old, and like doesn't do 4K, nothing like that. So television came. This weekend and then for the two hours prior to, to recording, it was time to set up the television, which meant dismantling the old uh, television system, which was on an entertainment center, taking apart all of the de- like, I, like, I don't have a ton of devices. I just have a, a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4, a Direct TV box. And one of those little Nintendos, like all hooked into the, the old TV. So i had to unhook all that, pull this thing out, put it back in. And to me, that felt like a, a 45 minute project. It actually took longer to go through the the I thought it would take longer to go through the setup of the TV itself than it did for my wife and I to work together to pull out an entertainment system, unhook a bunch of stuff and then hook it back in. Five minutes, fellas. I made it five minutes before I was ready to storm out the room and just be like, you know what? You know how to work the PlayStation so great? You just do it. (laughs) Whatever. That's great. I need more coffee. That's why I have extra scotch today. Because I need to calm the nerves.
1: Uh, Well, as the single guy who's never been married will tell you, I guess that's what marriage is. I mean, am I wrong?
2: You're not wrong. <laughs> There's a little more to it than that, but no, you're not wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that story is hilarious because I hear stuff like that all the time from all my married friends. So, I mean, uh, did you get the TV right. fixed?
0: Oh, well, yeah. The new TV is set up. It's up and running.
1: Okay. It's
0: gorgeous. Um, I would, The first thing I did was you know, pump on the NFL uh just watched the local game where after I told PC Tunney he should run with Cam Newton on his fantasy team, I immediately regretted it after watching Cam Newton play for about five minutes today. He is not looking strong. I got I got I got sucked into the Seahawks comeback. You know what I mean? Like the and I mean we talked about it on uh we talked it on three man weave. I was all I was all in with uh with Platt, Christopher Platt about how great Cam Newton looked and that he was he was back and he was gonna just ram it down people's throats. Nope the the Raiders were taking it to them. I think they were they were at a field goal
1: tie, but ultimately the the Patriots got to have a receiver that can actually get open. Somebody right. got to be able to.
0: I mean, Edelman had like thirteen catches last week, so
1: he's the only one. So yeah, the triple team he's, Edelman,
0: he's
2: you're good. Is Randy Moss right. still around? Ray, Maybe Ray. he's available.
0: <laughs> hey Ray, are you just are you trying to tell me that uh, Rex Burkhead isn't a threat? Is that what you're getting at here?
1: See, I'm the wrong guy to ask that question because I have an I have an inordinate amount of love for Rex Burkhead because he has saved <laughs> multiple fantasy seasons for me.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha.
1: I'm the wrong guy to answer the break. The Sony, Sony Michelle is a fair question because uh, yeah, Sony Michelle is not a threat at all. Not, yeah, he's not. not. He's not the guy, bro. No,
0: you're you're not the guy, brother. Oh, Dave, how,
1: bandwagon, how, how, weave. How's...
0: bandwagon weave. We talk a little sports every once in a while. We we I'm got really into the weeds a couple of weeks ago. With, ton, with Tony on for week one. But, Dave, how, how are your, how's your Washington football team doing? Are they doing okay?
2: Crappy. I mean, they're in the game today, but, you know, they're, uh, they've are they already lost Chase Young to a groin injury, which can only happen so, to oh. Washington. But it's, uh, what is it, 10-7 right now. So, at least mm-hmm. they've got a – so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, there's, there's a chance All this right. week. The, the Nationals mercifully in their baseball season today, right? I tell you, man. The major league is lucky that this season isn't going longer than sixty games because they were starting to s- play like they did last year when they turned it on, and this very is slow like, start. This very slow. Yeah, I mean, I, I I said it. I don't know if I told you. Yeah, I did tell you. Nineteen and thirty-one consecutive years, and they actually started to play better once they hit that point, and season's over. So, I mean, I'm curious how baseball the playoffs are going to be, just because I I'm really wondering if it translates over well, whether we get any of this implemented going forward for like, mm-hmm. you know, baseball for like when it, when it ever I, comes I think, back to nor air quoting normal. right?
0: Well, I mean, we've talked about this. Uh, baseball's already talking about keeping the expanded playoffs thing, which I hate. I think that, I think that the DH is, is forever in both leagues now. Like, I don't think okay. they're going to get rid of that. I, the I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about the extra inning rule with the, put the guy on second base thing. Like I just, I'm used it's to right. it. Cause it's, because they they're doing it's, it now but it's it's, okay it's, i
2: don't if, like it it's okay for i liken it to like hockey like the way that hockey does overtime in the regular season right four on four then to the shoot out okay baseball we don't want these games going 18 in. as long as you don't do it for the playoffs like they're not and they're not doing that for the playoffs then fine shorten the games up get a result fine you know that sort of thing but yeah i, I don't want to see them implement that across the board uh did spend some time watching the Stanley Cup final last night, thinking anytime there's a chance a cup's gonna be raised, you're gonna tune in. And uh yeah, that was a hell of a game. I mean Tampa yeah, should Tampa should have won. Sorry,
0: which which would have made me look like a genius because I called that on three man weave. If they had lifted up the cup, I could have been like, boom, look at this. By the way, Ray, I don't know if you noticed this in the NBA playoffs, but what did I tell you that Celtics Heat series was gonna end? Heat and six, heading into it's game six. six.
1: He's got a chance
0: to
1: clinch it. I look the 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 Heat finally got the pressure on him for the first time our playoffs because they have to win Game Six.
0: Yep, I agree. But as you uh, as you alluded to when you made the bandwagon weave joke, we are bandwagon nerds. We're going to talk some stuff. We always start by recapping the show we're watching, and currently we are recapping the boys. I was thrilled to know, as Ray let me know that he is. On point. He is completely caught up. He is down to talk episode 6. Where, you know, just last week we were talking about love. Blossoming and all these different forms. New relationships forming. I will say that Homelander smashing a dude's face in while he orgasms in his pants. Was something special. But already there's trouble in Paradise between him and Stormfront. Until she lays out a pretty big secret, we'll recap a couple of other things so that you know the whole this the Homelander Stormfront relationship takes some new steps and we'll, we'll react to that. Huey Starlight, basically the whole gang, uh, receives a tip from Starlight that there's so, that Vought is doing something and that Stormfront has been going to this mental institution where all of the patients. Are adults with with powers and Frenchie makes some startling discoveries. We learn some, we learn kind of Frenchie's big, deep, dark secret as to why he's kind of traumatized the way he is. We we find out that uh, basically the guy who played Iceman is now the opposite of Iceman uh, for the X Men. now he as we get a reveal that Lamplighter wasn't dead and that he's been in this institution the whole time. And A Train making a connection. With, with his boy the deep with this church fighting it all the way and yet he's desperate so here he is having dinner with the head of this church with the deep and, and i can't remember the head of the church's name i do you remember dave I, this this is the other thing about me ray is i forget the names of all the characters on the show even when i've been watching it since episode one no, my- like i forgot i forgot butcher's name for like a month <laughs> Oh
2: wow my my big question about that whole church of the collective thing is what is the deal with fresca anybody figured that out what is going on with the fresca is there something in Not the fresca yet. there's got to be something there's in probably, the probably there's
0: probably something in the fresca
2: it's like going to be the so, new kool-aid or something
0: so why don't we start with reacting to the big reveal we got about stormfront that that came at the end and if you were a reader of the comics if you read the comics this was not a surprise because this is relatively true to the character but stormfront's been a lot around a heck of a lot longer than a lot of the uh, than any of the other superheroes that we know of
2: since what 1919 is that what she said 1919 i, I... Was spotted in around world war
0: ii married to a nazi
1: by the name oh, of, she's not married to a Nazi. She is a Nazi. <laughs> well, she yeah. she is a Nazi, but
0: yeah,
2: what was it Franklin Vaught or something like that? Wasn't that yeah uh, no. the founder, the founder of Vaught, and and yeah, basically, <laughs> for lack of a better term, Vaught has now suddenly turned into the uh, Third Reich brought into 2020. <laughs> right, I mean that's really is, where we isn't, are.
1: Isn't it interesting that Amazon has a show uh, called? The uh, what's the, the the man with the castle show where um, Nazis castle. won? the yep. man from the High Castle where the Nazis won the the World War Two and now in the boys basically the Nazis are coming back. Like, are they trying to tell us something?
0: Here's a, here's the a thing that I've found the last two weeks watching these episodes. Sometimes things feel a little too on the nose, <laughs> and it just feels really on the nose with what's going on around us like you know and sort of in the real world and just kind of reflective of, of where we are so now this is like a clandestine Nazi organization that is infiltrated and taking over America with its superheroes uh, but you see this like kind of blatantly in the streets right now that that there is this like white nationalist movement that has a level of acceptance for Nazis And that's crazy to me that you would sit there and you would watch this on a show and be like, no, no, this is crazy. This can't possibly be, you know, a thing. And then you just look out. your Like yesterday I was driving down the street and I got to see dueling like protests between Black Lives Matter folks. And these were Trump supporters, but more than a couple of flags, not of the swastika, but of the stars and bars right there. And it just it made it blew my mind that here we are try like got all this shit that we're like nah, this ain't real and, and yet at the other on the other side of it I was like I can't look away from this cuz it's a little too on the nose it was like the social media stuff last week's episode where stormfront just shows how easy it is to change public perception with a meme mm-hmm.
1: it's you know we always you always heard the saying art imitates life I feel like life is imitating art now, almost. Um, Can I I point out something interesting to you guys real quick about that particular point and kind of how Stormfront has been uh, snarling, so to speak, at A-Train? Yep. Um, Carl, one of my co-hosts from Outsider's Edge, um, texted me a couple of episodes ago and asked me, because he's always very respectful about any issue of any racial issue and getting my opinion before he says anything or does anything. And he was really concerned because a lot of his friends or a lot of people he was maybe following were having some taking umbrage with a lot of the things happening on the boys, primarily that so many minorities are getting murked, right? And there was the episode where they were on extra with Maria Menounos and they split the numbers that 92% of the soups are white, Yep, you know? And now that we know that soups are created, not born, well, that's I'm sure on purpose. Um and I and I told them the beauty of the show is they're not doing these things just to get a pop, right? This isn't the walking dead where we're doing crazy things to get not ratings, but to get a oh my god, like everything in this has a point. And now we see that th- that Stormfront is a Nazi. Now we see that the whole company was built for the purpose of taking over. Right. And you're right. starting to see a lot of these things make sense. Now, it makes sense why Homelander is so pro-America. Now, it makes sense why a train is kind of being ostracized because, of course, he's a stereotypical kid from the south side of Chicago who got to take care of his whole family and is addicted to this. and Right. But it's starting to make sense why these things are happening. I think it's fantastic storytelling because it came out of left field. I never read the comics. Right so for me like this is it new to me out, too. Yeah, so it came out of left field, but then you're like, "Oh, well that makes sense cuz you knew something was up."
2: Did this episode to me, I don't know. I I made the comment to my wife, uh so I'll make it here and see what you think, Patrick. Oh well, Ray too, since you've been following. To me, this was the most powerful episode of either of the first two seasons. I felt just because of everything that was happening, everything from from Lamplighter, you know, I mean, just talking about torching Mallory's grandkids and how that went so wrong, and and yeah, I mean, Frenchie's big secret was he was supposed to stop him, but he went to save his friend, and three months later it was all in vain anyway. Um, you've got the stuff with 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 Starlight, who kills a guy and has to come to terms with, and basically it's like, fuck him, he shouldn't have pulled a gun on us. Um, Huey battling for his life. You got the stuff with the deep and a train. You, you've got. The issue I mean, yeah, center to all of this is the fact that you know Homelander feels betrayed for a moment and decides that you know he he's pissed off and he, so he torches his own trailer because he's he's heartbroken or something no no it
0: was it was faulty wiring
2: yeah, well well homelander would never lie, would he that's right. Uh, so, no, no, not at
0: all he's he's America
2: and then, and then stormfront, yeah, I mean, you get the the big reveal that, yeah, not only is she liberty, but uh, she's been around forever and and Homelander is the key to all their plans. He's their perfect neo-nazi. I'm gonna need to just go out there and laser the shit out of I mean, everything in the interest again,
0: of- on the nose, blonde haired, blue eyed, straight chin, every that is the Aryan perfection. Like yes, it really he is. is.
2: He is like, that's he is. And, and did let's you, not forget you... Maeve situation where they've got the camera, oh, the yeah. footage from the right. air crash from season one that Maeve wants to put out there. And Elena's just like, you know, why is she looking at it? You know, she knows that Maeve was a part of that, but, but yeah, I mean, really what was Maeve going to do in that situation? She can't fight Homelander. She can't even fly. I don't think. So what is she hmm. going to do in that situation? She was in a no win situation. So, Everything that just kind of moved, I mean, okay, this is episode six, there's two episodes remaining, but this felt just emotionally the most powerful of any of the ones from the first two seasons, I felt. Just everything going on, I was just like, wow.
0: Ray, you were about to chime in. What what were you going to say before?
1: Oh, uh, just real quick. Um, One, remember last episode when they went, uh, maybe it was two episodes ago, when they went down to the south to see the black lady who was, uh, whose brother. And dad, or dad, I think was killed by Liberty yep. or Stormfront, and you see that big mural of Homelander with the stars and bars on his fla- on his cape. Like that yep. was chillingly, t- like telling. And the second part is, if I can bring some levity to the situation, yes, this was absolutely the most emotional story. But this will forever be the episode where Mother's Milk got choked by a Dick.
2: Yep. So, yes, like, that's right.
1: Forever will be this episode. Oh, like man. Everything that happened was powerful. But Laz Alonso, got choked by a seventeen-foot penis, it, and it's
0: hilarious. When it, when the thing busted through, I was like, "Oh, the dick guy can extend it." Like that's exactly
1: what it went through my head when it, <laughs> That's a like, superpower. That's fantastic. Right. Sponsored
2: by it, Pornhub.
0: Right. You mentioned this the other. You mentioned this earlier in your kind of rundown thing, but the other kind of emotional weight thing that I really you saw develop there was the the relationship between huey um starlight and butcher and as much as as starlight kind of calls out billy and his attitude and calls him a bully and compares him to to homelander and and they have these two different moments of bonding there's the one in the backseat of the car where she's talking about how it's just another guy in our way and that was what was going through her head and you see butcher being like yeah And agreeing with her. And she gets really angry about it. But then when they're staring down at Huey. You have this kind of cute. Adorable more human moment. Where it's like all this embarrassing stuff. That they know about Huey. And you know that they both love him. That you know the butcher looks at at Huey. As the little brother he lost. And that Starlight. Is just completely in love with Huey. And Huey's in love with her too. Even though they're not saying it. Because we have to be like. We're tortured and in love. We can't love each other because it'll go wrong. But, like, let's be real. Like, they're just all about each other.
2: It's very much like any other superhero thing where where you've got a normal person involved with a superhero. And they, they can't because it puts the other one at risk and that sort of thing. So you've got that going on. But, like, you raise a good point, Patrick. There There is, like, with Butcher, there was, there was a moment in this episode where I felt, okay, he may be progressing a little bit. Where he's got uh, Starlight in... His sights with that sniper rifle, and he can take her out, and he doesn't, and so that tells me, okay, maybe not all suit. So- the only good soup is a dead soup. Maybe he's not thinking that way, at least as far as she's concerned. So I think they're
0: well, and may- and maybe this brings it back to the kid that's not his.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. what it is, right? You, you took you took the part out of my mouth. Yeah, that's oh, exactly I'm what sorry, is.
0: I'm sorry, right? No, no please
2: places. look.
1: No, yeah, we'll hang
0: no,
2: and and Ray made a good welcome point. to the
0: show. Now be quiet.
2: Ray made a really good point talking about when Liberty killed the black guy in that episode. Two right. episode. Now all of a sudden you look at it and say, okay, that was that was racially motivated. That had nothing to do with anything yeah. else but race. And you know it didn't make sense at the time. Now you're looking at it and it's like God, what a bitch. But I already thought I that mean, anyway.
0: I mean, I was saying God, what a bitch from the from the get go. But yet, I, I like she's a very. Interesting and complex character. We haven't even talked about her fucking daughter. Like. Yeah. And, daughter who's like,
1: like 80 years old or whatever it is. <laughs> right.
0: And dead. Yeah. Like died of old age.
1: Died like, of she uh, Alzheimer's. Died
0: child. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And,
0: yeah, and, and Storm... where that motivation comes into play.
2: So Stormfront's patient zero. Essentially is what we learned in this episode. It yeah. seems
1: like it. Yeah. Well, he's. she said she's the first person he tried it on and it worked. What's interesting is he tried it on her. She was an adult and it stabilized, but they're still struggling to create, to keep that same formula going, which I think is really interesting to me when you notice everything that happened at the asylum and the one that got out at the end of the yeah. show. And
2: she's,
0: she's still, still out. Walking from- she's still well, out and there. I wonder if she's the one who killed Agent What's or Nots at the beginning of the season.
2: Yeah. Because remember
0: how remember how that agent died? Yeah. Her head exploded through what looked like telekinesis. Right. And that's what what she did. Like she's crushing everything with her mind.
2: So Patrick, I gotta ask you, because we reviewed this movie on the Nerd Review, did Project Power steal from the boys or did the boys steal from Project Power? I'm going with Project Power stole from the boys. Oh yeah, totally. It's the same thing. We have this compound that we're testing out that gives people powers and we need to stabilize it. And oh wait. That's what they're doing here at Shady Grove Asylum. Yeah.
0: Well, but and I will say this they made it very clear there are rules with this compound in the boys. Like it works in babies, but they want adults. It's like um can't believe I'm going to go Star Wars. It's Clone Wars. They want the fully grown clone as fast as possible as opposed to the baby that needs to go through, you know, aging and, and reaching maturity. So, yeah, Vot's just terrible, and now we know a lot more about why Vought is terrible. So, yeah, good. I, I I didn't find I, I didn't enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed episode what six, this is six. I, I liked episode five more, but I think it's more just because uh, I'm a softy and love you know the the idea of just the varying ways that they looked at love in episode five, whereas this one was much more thrusting forward the story and what's really going on here and what the motivation was breakneck pace. Um, did we miss anything? Lamplighter. I guess we should talk a little bit about Lamplighter.
1: The the Lamplighter story is very deep to me, by the
0: way. Right. Tell us more.
1: I think it's very deep because especially with the dichotomy between him and Frenchie and him and actually the whole group, We've been believed, we've been led to believe that not only is Lamplighter dead, but Lamplighter was the worst of the worst of the soups. When in fact, he was a pawn for not only Vought, but for Mallory and the boys. Right. They were blackmailing him. And he was instructed by Vought to kill Mallory, ended up killing the kids, and has lived in shame that entire time, retired for that very purpose. And I think it was a very poignant, sweet and harrowing moment when he stood up for them against Stormfront, got him out and then allowed himself to be taken. When Mallory was going to shoot him, he said, go ahead, shoot me. And Frenchie was like, you know what, nothing you you killing him will will not hurt him more than what he has to live with now. And he's like, trust me, I know. And um, you you mentioned that. The last episode was more about love. This episode was really about pain. Right. Trey's pain of being taken out of, of the seven. Um, Frenchie's pain of not being able to save those kids and being stupid enough to go try to save his threesome that ended up leaving him anyway and dying anyway. Lamplighter's pain of killing kids when he didn't even want to kill anybody. Like, you know, Homelander's pain of... Homelander's biggest issue is he has trust issues because he's a right. lab And that's why yeah. he gave Stormfront the ability to, they got back with at the end because she told him the verifiable truth. This was about pain. Annie and Butcher's pain of seeing Huey. The only thing they actually care about because Butcher doesn't have anything to care about anymore. His wife said, get out. So the only thing that's keeping him going is Huey and the cru- the crusade against the soups. Like, this was and, really and about the dog, pain.
0: Right? The dog didn't die,
1: right? Oh no, the dog didn't die, but the Black War okay. are going to kill the dog.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, and I, um, it was just very well played out. And you, you talked about Lamplighter living in shame. Not only was he living in shame, he was still stuck in a place where he was cleaning up Vought's dirty work in that asylum. Like when things go wrong, he's burning the evidence.
1: It's like a gang. Once you, once you in, you're in. Like you, you leave out a body bag. What's that's the old Wolfpack theme song, right? Right. Which, right, which, which, which brings up. up-
0: so that brings up another question. How's this going to come back on Starlight? Because you said once you're in, you're in. And one of the other things that kept going on is they were looking. Well, Starlight was supposed to be on set and wasn't around. Good point. And people and what the, the assistant. Ashley. Uh, Ashley couldn't. Thank you, Dave. Again, can't remember a damn character. But Ashley repeatedly throughout that, like her whole thread, her whole narrative thread through that episode, Homelander's trailer blows up. She doesn't care where the fuck is Starling.
1: (laughs) Well, she did take out the chip. Frenchie took the chip out at the very beginning of the show. Exactly. Um, But if you remember, um, Stormfront basically knows that she is the one who gave up the compound V.
0: Exactly.
1: So Stormfront has shown herself to be, I mean, she, my God, she's like a hundred and plus years old. She knows how to play the long game. And season seven, I think is going to, sh- I'm not season, episode seven. It's going to be very bad for Annie because yeah. one, one, one more point that I don't think most people paid attention to. They had to take Huey to the right. hospital, right? right? Well, hospital records are public record, not public record, but you know what I mean? Like, what okay. can see this dude. They know his name. They know his family. Oh, yeah, totally. A-Train went to his dad's house and killed his dad. Um, Or not didn't kill his dad, but, you know. So they know his name. They'll be able to know that he was there. And I'm sure they'll, well, who brought him? Well, a blonde chick and uh, uh Logan-looking wa- wannabe, right?
2: <laughs> blonde chick and a so, psycho.
1: It, it was, yes, because he's quite, he's quite psychopathic. But that so I I feel like Annie's reckoning is coming if if say that in Bane's voice and it sounds a lot better than the way I said it.
2: (laughs) Another weird thing about Starlight, though, uh, her skin seems to be tougher than the average person because they had to use like a bone saw to get through it or something like that. Right. I don't think she's like a lot of a lot of them seem to have that
0: kind of level. Like I've noticed that like the psych or the telekinesis person was able to take a bunch of bullets. Like it seems to be a relatively common side effect for a lot of these folks with powers. Yeah. I think uh, the other thing that we know is that the boys is already green lit for season three. I think that we are going to get a devastating feeling at the end of season eight or season two, at the oh. end of episode eight, you know, I don't know if it'll be, I, I think it'll be a similar sort of cliffhanger, to what happened to Butcher at the end of season one. Like, but I think it's going to be like, an Oh my God, how are we going to save X sort of thing? That's, that's just my guess.
1: Well, at the did at the end of season one, it was Annie saving a train. So maybe it'll be somebody having to save starlight. Saying, maybe.
0: Annie. I love the color by her, by her shooting, by the way.
1: Look, she's not a soup right now. She's one of the boys. So there you go. Yeah. And shout out to Kamiko not ripping off a face this episode. I was appreciative of that.
0: Shout out to Fritchie for apologizing to Kamiko as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that saying, was saying
0: like was I'm right. done trying to change you. Yeah. So, but you know what? That wasn't episode six. Wasn't the only thing that happened this week in regards to the boys. We got news of a off. As Green, I know. Get your hands up. The, the it's happening. Gif is one of my favorite gifs in the whole world. Do you guys know this gif? It's yeah. like an old dude just like shake his hands in the back. Oh, I love it. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get over to the article real quick. So bear with me. Gotta do that control click business.
2: I like the whole and Kurt it's... Angle, Kurt Angle gift from Rob. It's happening. It's happening.
1: Oh, where he's running and he's on the on he's the on the, yeah. on the
2: phone or the walkie-talkie or something.
1: <laughs> is is that the same segment where uh Dana was running and everybody passed her up?
2: I don't. I don't remember. I just know this is when SmackDown was invading Raw at Survivor Series. What was it, a couple years ago when Becky became the man, that sort of thing. Good
0: time. Good time. Very nice. So I got it up here. Three words, fellows: superhero college. That's the quick pitch for a brand new series that's being developed for Amazon as a spinoff to The Boys. Deadline reports show executive producer Craig Rosenberg is writing the spinoff, which has been in the works for a while, but it does not yet have a title. Now it's being fast-tracked because Season 2 of The Boys has been such a big hit for Amazon that the streamer wants to keep the brand going. Article goes on. This is pulled from io9.com, my favorite news site for, for nerd stuff. Fellas, reactions?
2: What did I say in the chat room? Van Wilder meets the boys. That's what that's what this feels like. It's just going to be a frat party with superpowers. It's going to be insane. It's uh, I mean, y- you look at the the adults and the boys, and I use the word adults loosely as to how poorly they behave. Now you're going to have college kids uh, on V in-, in school. This thing will be over the top. It'll be crazy. It'll probably be excellent. We're going to have to watch it. I, I, I'm like, yeah, okay, give it to me. Let's, let's, let's do it. Are, are, you got, it makes you wonder, you know, college kids, are they going to butt chug V? I mean, geez, you know what, what's next? Wow.
1: The image Jeez, that I just did. had in my head, brother.
0: Oh. See, this is why I got to host this show. Cause I got to keep the class going here. Cause Dave gets dirty. Oh, just dirty.
2: I just think of I, Andrew Velaz's and that- little sp- spot-on DWI about butt-chugging salt water. Anyway, go ahead, Patrick. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. The uh, the thing that I think, yeah, I think it's going to be like every college, every college comedy you know and have seen from like the 80s, you know, just start with Animal House, work your way through any sort of ra- raunchy college comedy. Now add superpowers, highly competitive people with no moral compass. What could possibly go wrong?
1: i love the fact that you guys automatically peg it as a comedy i think oh, that's totally really interesting. i mean well look the boys is in fact quite often a, a it's, a, it's, a, show.
0: it's a dark comedy but it's it's a comedy
1: so the thing that drew me to the boys in general just the premise of the of the show was right. the idea that this is the first time we've seen manufactured superheroes right. every other superhero has been there's an origin story something happened you were born with it, this and that This is the first time that not only were were superheroes created, but they were created for a corporate gain. So I thought that was the really dope premise of it. So to see the origin story of this from a collegiate perspective where they're learning their powers, I'm just curious are they already going to, is it going to be under the impression that they were born with it still? Or is this going to be under the impression that they already know they're being created? That's going to be a big part of
0: the story. Where in the continuity does it fit? Yeah, uh, And I do think it's a college, if I read the premise right, it is a college that is run by Vought, mm-hmm. and I think that they know that. So I do think that it's going to take that sort of cutthroat competitive for a job piece of it, you know.
1: Oh, like, so the next Brother 7 type deal.
0: Right. Got you. I think that's going to be a part of it as well. Plus, you throw in hormones, like you throw in hormones, 18-year-olds with superpowers, and that's the thing is, I've always, whenever I describe this show to people, you talked about sort of the corporate part of it. I always, the thing that always drew me to the boys and what I think, why I think this will be a comedy, because here's here's the thing about the boys is it's got all these really dark themes. We talked about some really heavy stuff talking about this episode today. It's also the show where a dude orgasmed and smashed a dude's face in. It's also the show where a guy got choked by a dick. It's also the show. Where we drove a speedboat through a whale. Like it it's over the top violent and gratuitous. And yet at the same time, when I watched those scenes, I didn't go, oh my God. I went, (laughs) now when Kamiko ripped a dude's face off, I went, oh my God. So it has all of that. And I just I see them, at the very least, you know you're gonna get at least one frat party episode with with the boys you know you're gonna get like a job fair episode of some form like i just i think of my own collegiate experience and the things that i like that i that that i grew up going through and now i'm like so everything i did in college but with superheroes who know they are powerful and oh it's gonna be i think it's gonna be dark i think it's gonna be grim i also think it's gonna be kind of hilarious sign me up i'm ready my body's ready patrick i'm ready Yes, because what this world needs is another spinoff, right? Well, that's a nice foreshadowing.
1: Oh, that's right. right huh? Hashtag journalism. I see it. Yeah, because
0: that brings me right into this Sunday. Today, when we were recording the show, yesterday, by the time you're listening to the show, Walking Dead returns tonight. We're going to finally wrap up season 10. And it's been so long. I had to go back and watch that like AMC special about like what happened on The Walking Dead while you were away. I never have to watch that. I had to go back and was like, oh yeah, fucking Beta is pissed and he is coming with everyone, and Father Gabriel is not in good shape. And there's like it Armageddon is coming with the Whisperers and this mass of walkers. Now, Dave, you're not as up on The Walking Dead as Ray and I, am I right?
2: I'm still stuck on season eight trying to get caught up because that's where my where wife my wife bailed on me when uh when the tiger got killed she's like that's it i'm out uh so you
0: know what the answer to that question is
2: you keep watching I, and i've she been man i got you know
1: <laughs> exactly you want Nate to be stabbed in the sleep bro don't, yeah, don't I, do it. She
0: quit we, we ain't got time for quitters on bandwagon nerds
2: no that's why Jeez i've never Louise. made it through game of thrones because she didn't like it you know and, and that sort of thing but uh
0: you got HPO max now come
2: on oh i i just i bought all i told you i bought all eight seasons for like 80 bucks i know because you're a hoarder i know dave I know. is a low-key hoarder. but I, I wanted to ask you is it this weekend i thought it was october 4th that they were doing it oh uh, i
1: thought it was this weekend
2: i thought Let they me. said october 4th but so but in that case this is a,
1: the next season right after it right right so, so right. maybe that's what's october 4th let's hold Cause on because this I is like the season it. finale right Right. I think let's, it is a, let's go to the it's a season let's finale go to the and then they're
2: doing what the new show, the world beyond. And then they're going from there into fear of the walking dead. I thought, but I don't remember.
1: Well, this is the last season of the walk of the, the original walking dead
2: season. 11
1: will be the last yeah. one. Yeah.
2: Which yeah. I don't even think they've started filming that yet though. That that's like, well,
0: so, so from the press release, the walking dead returns this weekend to quote, end its current 10th season. Immediately after that, the new Walking Dead World Beyond show will debut, joined next week by the return of Fear the Walking Dead for Season 6. Then there will be a six bonus episodes bridging The Walking Dead Seasons 10 and 11, followed by the 11th and final season. But that season will be split into two parts and supersized to 24 episodes. So that means that as of Monday... There are 30 more episodes of The Walking Dead alone oh for things to happen to Carol, Daryl, and the gang, which is what brought this subject up in the first place. Is that not only are we getting the season finale, quote unquote finale of Walking Dead tonight? They announced a Carol and Daryl spinoff, and the whole reason this article came up, that again, that I shared from IO9, is because it kind of spoils any drama. For the Daryl and Carol characters, in my opinion. And in their opinion, too. Because they're not going to die.
1: I mean... Look, strange things have happened. They could. And this could be kind of what they did. This could be a prequel of sorts, right? I mean, I don't... Every, everything always comes back to Marvel, right? So, like, we got a whole ass Black Widow movie and she dead.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: You know, so, like, I don't think they would. It's It's a good chance you're right. But also, one thing we know is um, Denai Guerrero is leaving.
3: Yeah. In
1: fact, she's already gone, right? So, the only marquee people they have are Carol, Daryl, and Maggie. Lauren Cohan is coming back. Right. So, like, no offense to the rest of the game, because it's a really talented cast. But for those of us who've been watching since the first episode, since day damn one, like, we you got to have somebody to carry the majority of the stories.
0: That's why I'm so worried about Gabriel, by the way, because you talked about characters day one. I've I've really grown to like Gabriel from when you first meet him to where he is now as a character. And so I have concerns. I haven't seen it. So I was like, Dave, Dave, but no, I I did.
2: I mean, I always like Gabriel. I mean, I'm I'm at in the comics. I'm at issue 193, which is the end. And uh, it's right. like, all right, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna put off actually reading this thing for a while because I'm not I'm not ready for it. But I mean, you know, Rick Ordy's dead, so I mean, one ninety two was just a gut gut you know gut shot and that sort of thing. So as far as the graphic novel and the comics, I am pretty well caught up, but uh, I do need to yeah, get yeah.
0: Because I mean, they diverged so they strongly did. from the comics yeah. relatively early. So I made a joke about spinoffs. But now I going to ask the question about spinoffs because we are looking at four spinoffs from The Walking Dead. If you look at Fear the Walking Dead, this Carol and Daryl spinoff, the Walking, oh, yeah. I can't, The World Beyond, and then these uh, Rick centric movies, which will also have Michonne in them as as a role as well. So she's not gone, gone, gone. How much is too much? Is this too much? Is there really any interest for for three spinoff shows? And I haven't watched the I haven't watched Fear of the Walking Dead, so like, cause I just I, I don't know, I don't see it. And I know that that's got um, what's his name in it?
2: What's the
1: um uh, guy, uh, the guy
2: who plays Morgan, uh, right?
1: Morgan, right, Morgan. Yeah. That's who's trying. To James, Lindy James. Yeah, yeah.
2: Who's always been one of my favorite characters. Fantastic. I think I think the answer is if it makes money, then it's not too much, you know. And right now, that's that's it's a franchise that is still very profitable for AMC. So they are going to milk this for everything it's worth. And why not? I mean, if people are still tuning in, you know, you guys are still watching it. I want to watch it. It's not like, I'm watching,
0: I, I I mean, I'm watching the flagship but I ain't watching any of the right spinoffs. I, mean, I might watch the Rick movies just cause that is a character, but I, I don't know that I need to watch a a, a show about Carol and Daryl.
2: Yeah. I mean, they've, and I don't know. You guys tell me because I—I mean, without well, you can spoil it. No, they
0: haven't started tagging each other. It's fine.
2: That's what I was wondering. At this point, are, are they are they an item? Because they've been teasing no. that for no. fucking how many years? So
1: she's that's with, the, she's with
2: Ezekiel for a while.
1: That's the beauty of their relationship. Is their relationship is they can't be without each other, but it's not romantic. But, and 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 the reason they, like so at the end of toward going towards the end of season ten, um. Whatever the 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 crazy chick from the new group is, I can't remember yeah. her name. The one that shoots the slingshot—not slingshot, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 she ended up getting the the girl that that Daryl actually's in love with, Connie, trapped in yeah. there with all the with all the the walkers. So like, Daryl is pissed.
2: So wait, wait. All right. So you tell me that this is from somebody who's behind on this. So there's a girl in there who's got a slingshot. Is her name? Did they bring Princess into this series? Is that who that who it is? No. Okay.
1: Actually, actually, the girl that Daryl's in love with is deaf, and for the right, she's the chick that's gonna the the lady is gonna play um one of the Eternals. Ah. You
3: know,
1: okay. Yeah. Um.
0: You know, if we so, ever get to see the Eternals. Oh
1: my God. Twenty
0: twenty seven. Maybe twenty twenty eight. Hold on, hold on. That's later in the show. That's after that's after the commercial break. That's after the commercial break. <laughs> hold on. We'll, we'll get to that after the commercial
1: break. T- to answer your question, real quick. Um. Yes, of course, money trumps all, right? But. Marvel showed us that we can have continuity with multiple um, platforms. Fast and the Furious showed us that that's not just a Marvel thing, right? So the the world now is create the the platform, right? And Star Wars has done it successfully now with the Mandalorian and all the other things they're doing and the, the shows. The issue, the the main thing to me is every show has to feel different. Fear the Walking Dead didn't feel different. I gave it a season, yeah. didn't care no more. The World Beyond is a dope idea because the World Beyond shows, hey, well, the world is better now. You know, we have cities, just don't lead a city. Right. And that's like a dope idea for me. And people love Carol and Daryl as a character. And Carol's the best character in the show, in my opinion, in the history of the show, because no other character has seen the arcs she's seen. She has been through more stuff than like other characters combined. You know day what I mean? one day she was a abused wife um you know and then she lost her daughter and so so much has happened to her she had to kill the kid by looking at the flowers like she's done everything she had yeah. to kill the
2: kid by looking
1: you know what look I'm saying? at the flowers yeah i remember i remember. look at the flowers lizzie, like, lizzie she is the flowers. Is... and
2: it was she's such a great character because yeah in the comics she's done like at this within the first hundred <laughs> episodes first first yep. hundred issues she's gone she commits suicide uh, but here in right. the show, she is, you know, arguably right up there with Rick as the most important and Daryl is the most important character in the entirety of the show, which I never Agreed. saw coming when it first started.
1: Agreed. Oh, and by the way, Walking Dead is going on forever because, you know, they got the little babies and the little babies are important. Mm. Yeah. Rick and Michonne's kids. Yeah.
3: Yeah. This
1: is the girl's name, who basically is like female Carl. She a badass. Right. by the Way to be so little. Yeah,
0: she's like she's like a damn near ninja. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Is that? I
0: well, think her. I, don't, I, don't I think her name it. is Mary Sue. Um. Oh, sorry. Inside joke. You guys. You guys don't know what a Mary Sue is.
1: No, I do not. But
0: ah, uh, it's not. a really derog- It's a really derogatory term in regards to a character who's like, kind of existed as ridiculously, ridiculously oped in every single way, shape, and form that you could imagine. So. I'll give you an example. Spider-Man in the MCU when he gets introduced in civil war and like goes toe to toe with like everybody in, in the Marvel cinematic universe. It is just like kind of ridiculous. Like he's kind of a Mary Sue. Um, got you. Wonder woman gets tagged that way. And it's, it's a little sexist Ray in star Wars, which I also, that one, I, that one I kind of agree with. I mean, we went from need years and years and years of training, need one trip to the swamp of training to, I just know how to force choke people, force heal people. I just learned how to do it. So anyway, but enough of that, the rise of Skywalker is terrible and you should never watch it.
2: <laughs> oh my God. There you go, Ray. That, that, welcome to the show. That's, how are uh, you
0: just going to throw that, throw that in my lap, bro? That's,
1: that's what he have always you not, does have you with not, that movie. Have
0: you not listened to the show, Ray?
1: I mean, I have, but still, like, I am right? not I on the,
0: the show before. So, I'll tell you what. We're going to bring you back. I think we found our referee, Dave. Okay. Because Dave and I have have gone back and forth over this, and we need a moderator over the argument that is Rise of Skywalker. Mr. Watched it once over here and hasn't watched it again ha- has held a little steadfastly to the Rise of Skywalker being a being a good movie. And I'm like, okay. It's not, but okay. Wow. And we we've talked about doing an episode of Bandwagon Nerds where we where we have it out. We just need to judge Wapner or Judy if Judge Judy's your thing. I don't know. Oh, oh Judge my,
2: Mathis, baby! Damn, I give Judge Ray, Mathis, I give Ray yeah. more credibility than that. Jeez, man!
0: Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> judge Judy. Anyone? Nobody. All right. So yeah, Walking down, I just yeah, the, the number of spinoffs that are going on there leaves me. Like I just I don't I don't know that I need that many zombie shows set in that universe. You're right though. If it makes money, people are gonna people are gonna flock to it. Last thing I want to get to before we talk about the break though, is this saga, and, and I've called it a saga going on between Ray Fisher, Warner Brothers slash the DC Universe. And Joss Whedon, who has largely stayed silent, and as I said on a previous show, is probably about the only thing that Joss Whedon can and should do regarding this. And basically, for those of you who don't remember, don't don't recall, Ray Fisher has been very vocal about the treatment that he received as a cast member for the filming of the Justice Justice League, specifically by Joss Whedon, and then as a follow-up, the response that has come from Warner brothers and the way that they've, they, they've tried to control the narrative and, and basically Ray has pushed back and has been showing, you know, Warner brothers claims that they wanted to do an investigation and that Ray didn't want to participate, but Ray can show you his will, like where he was concerned and when he was, you know, where his what his conditions were. Like it was simple things like, I want to have a lawyer with me. If you're going to have a team of lawyers to question me, like things like that. But, News came out today, and I don't even know if this is really that big of a newsworthy story, because it doesn't altogether surprise me. But with Zack Snyder working on his Snyder Cut, it was announced that Ray Fisher will indeed come back to do reshoots for his role and his part in the Snyder Cut. Oh, and one other thing that did come out is that um, Jason Momoa came out very publicly and supported Ray Fisher and said, no, there was some really whack shit that was going on on the set of the Justice League at the time that we were filming, Ray's not making this up. So Momoa had Ray's back. But Ray Fisher comes back to do this, to do these fil- the, this bit. It sounds like he's gonna be shooting for about a week. Everybody from the Justice League in the original cut is back. Is this even really news? Am I overreacting? What do we make of this story? I think it's kind of a nothing burger in terms of the controversy because I don't think that it makes anything go away. I don't think Ray Fisher is walking away from his statements. I think he's just doing what's right for the film that he thought he was working on in the first place. Uh,
2: I'm, I mean, I don't I don't know if it's a big story. I, I mean, the fact that they're filming that they're bringing him back. I, I mean, see, I don't I, I, I don't know back
0: or he's coming back. He's just, like, he, and I think they're that's just a doing pretty important shoots. distinction.
2: They're just doing, you know, adding some stuff. Although I did hear Henry Cavill basically came out and said, no, I'm not doing any reshoots.
1: Um, Yeah, he was the one that said he's not, but but Affleck is.
2: Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So Henry, I mean, Cavill's like, well, yeah, we already filmed all the stuff that we were going to do anyway. So no, I don't need to come back. I mean, now they could be playing that close to the vest and not, you know, trying to keep something in their back pocket to not spoil things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, with with Ray coming back, I, I mean, this is probably bigger than warner brothers are like yeah we know we got this issue but uh there's some stuff we need to do to make to maximize this uh snyder cut and we need him back we need him to finish up this stuff so again it's it's mostly about money i would say that they're they're thinking hey the snyder cut's going to be a big ticket item for hbo max and for us let's get this right and worry about all the crap you know, besides yeah. that, I mean, it, it, it's fascinating to me that Ray is is willing to go into that environment. And it, it, it's a testament to how much he must trust Zach that he's willing to go there right. and do this and, re, and have faith. in well, Zack
0: Snyder was never the person he had the beef with.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. And I know and I think that is I think that's important to know. Right. And Patrick's opinions about Zach Snyder's directoring ability. Notwithstanding. Yeah, we know. We know. Uh, but he <laughs> obviously has raised trust that he can, he can hold the fort down. That he can be a a, a buffer that He's will keep all the bullshit. Make
0: look great in slow motion.
2: Well, maybe not that, but you never know. At it, six million dollar man, that's right. It's going to be like
0: the <laughs> last <laughs> punch,
2: <laughs> the last punch of Drago against Apollo Creed and Rocky Force slow mo like that, that sort of. Throw
1: thing. the damn towel. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, like, that's, "That's a great gift."
2: Yeah, it is,
1: but it, you know, I,
2: I'm I'm all for it because I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Snyder Cut. Obviously, as Patrick knows, he's rolling his eyes. You're going to watch it too. You already know that, so
1: Probably you can't tell me that. The, you can't, you can't tell me the trailer for the Snyder Cut didn't look dope, though. You can't tell me it didn't.
0: Well, every Snyder movie trailer looks dope. Like, go pick a Zack Snyder movie, watch just the trailer, not the movie, and fuck yeah, you get excited. It's it Fair is. Not- Awesome. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's like a Star Wars movie trailer, like the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Oh, oh
1: looks God! Amazing. Here we go again. <laughs> then you
0: actually watch the Rise of Skywalker, and you're like, "What the
1: fuck?" Oh, did I get we, we we might need to talk about this now. Um,
0: no, no, no. We gotta talk about <laughs> Zack Snyder. And how he's a terrible director.
2: I, oh, wow, gosh. you're just going down multiple <laughs> paths, and I I get the feeling Shit. Ray's not exactly on board with these sentiments here.
1: I'm not. I, I'm not. Um, and I, I, I want to spit my opinion, but I want to save it for like, uh, what is, what does Heyman say? Save it for the pay-per-view? Yeah. Right. Uh, save it for the, save it for the, when the money Let, is coming up.
2: Let's, let's be honest. Rise of Skywalker doesn't make much sense, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. It's anyway, let's movie. go on.
1: It's anyway. uh, it's a redeemable movie.
2: Okay.
0: Anyway. So real, Ray Fisher coming back. In yeah. Line
1: real, real, real quick, real quick. Um, I don't think it's a Warner Brothers thing. I think Ray like, Zach needs me to come back. I'm going look out for Zach. Right. I think it's as simple as that because you look at a lot of these directors, look at the Guardians crew and how heavy they stuck up for James Gunn. You know, these guys are loyal to these directors that are good to them. And this was Zach's movie. I think the story that isn't we haven't we didn't really delved into, the real story of all this is, why are there reshoots some more stuff being filmed for a Snyder cut, for a director's cut? This is really a true director's cut. There should not be anything else. You should strictly use what what was already filmed. This is a true, two, term director's cut. Essentially, what he what what he's secretly doing and what Warner Brothers is secretly doing is making a brand new movie. Yeah, or adding adding
0: enough to it that it's going to feel brand new. Yeah, right. Well, and they've argued this. Like they talked about this before. I mean, it's his daughter died in the midst of filming mm-hmm. and that resulted in him having to step away from the project, which was very reasonable. And he claims that he had about 20% of the movie left to fill out of what was, yeah. Out of what was used. And uh, again, this is all allegedly, this is all, you know, Hollywood reporter level sort of stuff. You can find it anywhere. Weedon came in and, allegedly drastically rewrote the script you can tell the dialogue has shifted it's very like it's a very Joss Whedon sort of style of dialogue and, and there's a level of cheese to it not quite Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3 cheese but it's still pretty like like there's just where was it oh during like the big final scene when Superman just sort of like flying everywhere and being like is this guy giving you trouble and like <laughs> punching a guy and it's like Superman was saying that shit though, bro. A little more more
2: dramatic than that, but go ahead. But
0: but if you look at but if you look at if you look at Zack Snyder's dialogue from Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, and compare it to the and or Man of Steel, yeah, and compare that dialogue to what was being used in Justice League. Like it's it's distinctly different. Like it just has a different feel. And it has a very Joss Whedon Avengers 1 and 2 sort of feel, which is what Warner Brothers wanted them to do. Because they were like, well, we got the guy who made the Avengers huge. He should be able to do whatever he wants. And what he did was he kind of messed with a different vision. And so in fairness to Zack Snyder, regardless of how I feel about him as a director, he had a vision. It was a consistent vision. And that third movie, part of what makes it not good is that it is – a distinctly different feeling film shot in the old style. Like we couldn't choose, couldn't change the way the movie was shot and filmed, but he certainly could change the way the dialogue was put out there and you can feel it and you can see it and it doesn't, and it doesn't work. It's, it's a square peg in a round hole.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Got nothing. I mean, uh, it, it I mean, that's just the way, that's the way it is. It's, it's not the defense rats. Yeah.
1: I'm I mean, scared to say anything else before I get more Zack Snyder trash and, Comments, no, no. So.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead and say it. I'll, I'll rip you indiscriminately.
1: <laughs> no, I agree, bro. I
0: agree. No, nuts. No, cool. I, yeah, I think more to come with this. I don't think this story is dead. What I th- what I'm worried about is that Warner Brothers is going to try to leverage this against Ray Fisher to be like, well, if you were so upset, why'd you come back? Because that's the sort of yeah, dirty shit you. that the studio does.
1: See, I'm uh, I'm unlike, unlike uh, the the thing that brought us together. Unlike these wrestlers, they got they got a union. <laughs> they can't yeah. use that against them. The the, the sag will, will tear them a brand new. Thing. And and it would reek of sure it would
2: so. reek of retaliation if they started doing that yep. stuff. It's just going to be too obvious. And they've yep. already launched the smear
0: campaign on him anyway. Why would this be any different? Like and that. Like that's the thing is they tried to be like like they tried to control the narrative of what Ray Fisher was or wasn't doing in terms of cooperation for an investigation. Like I don't. I wouldn't put it past them at all. Rightly or wrongly, whether it takes off or not, like I, if there's one thing I've learned about working with lawyers, throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. That's
2: fair. Well, uh, I, right, I, I, Dave, I Lawyer don't know. If, I don't know if I agree with that, but you know, there is a method to our madness. It's not always. I'm oh, my divorce attorney after
0: the TV incident. What's that? Like, we've been
2: talking. So. yes, I'm. Are actually, you an attorney? I actually am, <laughs> Ray. That's what's up. I don't. I don't no, be, no, I, I, I didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn last night. You know, I, I'm actually a real attorney.
3: See here. Oh,
0: I mean, we've talked about it so many times on the show, Dave. That I just sort of like because we've always had the scientist and the lawyer. Like that's that was that was the. That you was know,
1: the... it never hit me.
0: And I'm it just never... I'm just the dude who hates sex. You're hard. the dude. That's it. You're the dude. The Dude abides. All right. Well, we'll put a bow in this for now. This story is not dead. We will continue to cover it as more news drops because I'm sure that we're going to be seeing repercussions of this well into the new year. We're going to take a quick break before we talk about Marvel and all the entertainment news that they gave us. Before we go away and you hear the sweet velvet pipes of Christopher Platt, it's my job to remind you that if you enjoy Bandwagon Nerds, if you enjoy the content on TheChairShot.com and all the ChairShot media gives you, please head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the TheChairShot and invest in TheChairShot.com by buying a t-shirt. Whether that is a Bandwagon nerd shirt, we got one. Whether it is one of the two, a winner is you, t-shirts that are out there though dave i'm telling you we got to get an east german judge shirt that's going to be our next one oh yeah we got to keep talking about that
2: oh yeah man. whether
0: it's whether it's one of the multiple wrestling tees you can get out there whether it's our logo whether it's jesus did the job hashtag save tag team wrestling whether it's the plat belaz 2020 campaign shirt
1: they're all there don't, don't buy that one
0: Don't gray is anti-plant plat buy the shirt just don't vote for him that's all i say like okay, if they, that's if what tony votes, always you says you buy Give the shirt don't support the campaign <laughs> I, I lied it's twenty dollars if you want to be a standard you know low-key don't need anything fancy but if you're feeling fancy want something a little bit more comfortable you know rubbing up against your giblets get yourself a soft style soft style t-shirt only about five dollars more.
2: Yeah, Ray.
1: He just Invest said gi- the he just said shot. giblets. I, I said it. giblets. Just, I'm, I'm registering that in my brain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you just, just
0: roll with that. When we come back, we'll talk a little Marvel Cinematic Universe news. You're listening to Bandwagon Nerds here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com.
1: The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Why should you visit the Chairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com
0: welcome back fellow basement dwellers we're here for the tail end of our show where gentlemen we've been waiting all year it seems like in fact just a moment of silence for the fact that there will be no marvel films in 2020
2: yeah okay we knew that we knew that was coming
0: but I think what was really infuriating to this show and what we kept talking about week after week after week is the DC kept rolling out news and and just dropping stuff. And we were like, where the hell is Marvel? And last week, we, for what would you say, Dave, like two, three minutes of the show, kind of speculated a little bit about WandaVision. And then that night after we finished recording the show, I sent a message. It's like, motherfuckers dropped a trailer to WandaVision. During the Emmys. And we don't get to talk about it. Until a whole week later. When it's going to be old and stale. And so I'm going to mess with the order a little bit. We'll go we'll go old news first. But we got a WandaVision trailer. This is going to be the first. DCU show that drops on Disney+. Plus, and. MCU. That's a Walker trailer. Or it's, MCU. Sorry,
3: got Disney DC Plus. on the
0: brain man. I do. The MCU show. It's going to be the first one. It's going to replace Falcon and the Winter Soldier. To air on DC or DC. Damn it. Disney. Plus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Zach's matter on the brain, bro. That's what it right. is.
0: That guy on Disney plus allegedly November, December trailer was bonkers. There's a lot going on there. Gentlemen, I'll go to Ray first cause you're the guest reactions to what you saw in the WandaVision trailer.
1: Everything I hoped it would be, um, the premise of the show is supposed to be that Wanda's losing her ever-loving mind, and damn right, if you look at that trailer, she is losing her ever-loving mind. I'm curious if the chick in the car might be Typhoid Mary.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know who she is.
0: She, oh god, I'm gonna forget her name. She's, I think she's a witch, um, and is one that worked with Wanda to help her control her powers.
1: Oh, that chick, yeah, 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 like the old lady. Right. And, the, and, and yeah, unlike on, 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 the X Men show, she was like the old lady. I got you.
3: Right.
1: Um, okay. Um, it is very interesting to me. Um, I am curious to see how this carries over into the Doctor Strange show because that's supposed to kind of be a, 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 like a, not a sequel, but like carry right into it. Agatha
0: Harkness is um, her name.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, but it is bonkers. And I don't, I'm not a big retcon guy. Um, like whatever happened happened and it's important that that shit happened. Um, but I'm curious if they're going, if this is going to bring back vision substantially in some way, because you can kind of tell, and I'm going future now, so forgive me for that, but you can kind of, you we know, we're going, we know we're leading to a, a new Avengers, right? We know that's happening, okay. but yeah. we're also kind of leading to a young Avengers. Kate Bishop is coming and, um, Cassie, uh, stature is there, right? She's grown now or. Cassie almost. Lang, yep. Um, it's very easy to find um, the the kid that was the young Captain America, um, the black kid. I can't remember his name.
0: Oh yeah, I, um, I can't remember his name either. But he Patriot, was-
1: I think is his, is, Patriot, his, is, yeah. his, is his name. yeah. But um, but an important part of that team was Viv Vision. Yep. So we already know that the show's talking about her wanting kids because it's mentioned kids, and she looked at the camera like, "Oops," kind of like an elusive moment. Are the kids coming? Like, I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out ultimately. Is this going to be, I'm, again, now I'm really speculating. Is this going to be how mutants come? Is this going to be a reverse House of M? Like, there's so much ridiculousness that could come of this show. And the beauty of this show and the Loki show that's going to happen is that everything's on the table. Yep. There is nothing that you can't pigeonhole this. Like, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we get that. We know it's going to be. That's going to be a crime drama. We understand that, right? We know Doctor Strange is gonna be a horror, But well, it actually it's a movie. But you, we know we know these things, right?
0: Yes, these those, are th- these things are known.
1: Yes, those these two shows, specifically one Wanda, Division, is uh, like if you if you tell me like that, you know Clifford the Big Red Dog comes in, and that's her that's her that's her pet in the back in like in her backyard. eh, I can see it. <laughs> this is a this is a tyson's own moment at this point like anything is possible and i think right. that's really cool because marvel's never had never been able to play under those pretenses everything has been so structured and so scripted and so other than dialogue so perfectly set in stone and this is the first time they said screw it we are just gonna do what the fuck we want and that's dope to me I, i'm really excited about that
2: Yeah, WandaVision's like Marvel's whiteboard, basically. It's like, hey, we can do whatever we want on here. But Ray brings up a really good point that I've heard in multiple places this week is that, and Patrick, you've mentioned that this could be, you speculated the whole House of M thing. A lot of what I've heard this week is like what Ray said, the reverse House of M, where instead of going no more mutants, she creates mutants. And that's how they introduce mutants into the MCU that's very possible there's a lot I mean I'm not and I'm sure you guys have read it people broke down that trailer in excruciating detail this week to like they're they're analyzing the label on the bottle of fucking wine that's being suspended But it
0: says house of M on it yes
2: it does ah! right
0: which which is intentional in in multiple different ways it is designed to do exactly what I just did and ah! be like see what it said that's it it's genius. It's genius. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. No,
2: no, 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 that, that, that was exactly what I was going for. It's like, yeah, house of house of, or what a house of Magnus, isn't that, or some interpretation yeah. of house of Magnus and that sort of thing. So, I mean, it, it, there, it is very clearly an homage to what happened in house of M. whether they follow that storyline or not remains to be seen. But yeah, you've got Wanda who is wrestling with whatever's happened to vision. In Infinity War, and that scene where he's like, you know, where the girl's like, uh, "Am I dead?" and and he's like, "Why? Why would you say that?" He's like, "Well, because you are." So there's there's knowledge of the events of Infinity War bleeding into this, uh, and, and yeah, Wanda, if she's tapping into her power, which we know is extreme to say the least, then this show exploring that aspect of where we're going with this, and, and Wanda's ability to recreate reality as she sees fit up to a point that's what i feel like this show is really going to be about i I was i was skeptical that they were going to go the house of m route now i'm really looking at this thing and this could be a house of m variation where she does bring mutants into the fold and then there there you go phase four launches because they're you know we're going to talk about the delays and stuff but they're going to have to really compress and get a bunch of stuff out very quickly if they want to get remotely close to being back on track which is probably a pipe well, what, dream what, at this what point.
0: Is, what, is, what is off track though,
1: really, at this point? Just the timing. Well, just the timing. There was supposed to be there was supposed to be two movies this year, and there was yeah. supposed to be Falcon Winter Soldier and this. So this year isn't isn't off track. It's just that Phase Four, I believe, we're in now. Yeah, we're just we're still supposed, to, we're supposed to be two years. So we just pushed yeah. back stuff. in the year. Can I make one more point, real quick? Go for it. That I just thought it. about that 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 Dave made me think about. One more point. The whole premise of the show is basically around Wanda's psyche being fractured, right? Could that play a part because the Mind Stone is destroyed?
0: It's possible. It's
1: right, right? because you
0: don't you don't know which they never say which Infinity Stone her powers came from.
1: No, it was the Mind
0: Stone. Was it the Mind Stone? Yeah, you're right
1: because right, they, they it was the Mind Scepter. Yeah, it was it was for sure the Mind Stone. But the reason I bring that up is because they they left just enough unraveling to say Wanda was in fact a mutant because the mind soul didn't give her powers. It unlocked latent abilities that were in her. Mm -hmm. That's why all the other people they tried died because they didn't have the latent abilities. Wanda and Pietro did. And we've, in this, in this post infinity war in game world, we only had really one movie, right? Right. That's all we had is Spider-Man far from home. So in this world, We've, we haven't we have seen what the world looks like post-Infinity stones being destroyed because other than Dr. Strange, he's the only one, and Vision, those are the only two that really needed the stones. The other stones were everywhere else, right? The aether wasn't in the world, wasn't in, in, in Earth. Well, Our stone wasn't in Earth.
0: Do- Doctor Dr. Strange acquired the time stone, but it's not where he got his powers. His powers came right. from magic, from the mystic arts. Like he learned, yeah, from he didn't Nation need one.
1: the eye of Magamoto, Absolutely. He but didn't but need. the
0: eye of, but the eye of Agamotto certainly made him much more formidable. Sure. So, so here's the things that, that I think these are my speculations based on breakdown of the trailer. I don't think the vision is back to life. Um, I think that the vision is a manifestation that she is creating, and the reason I say that is there is a very bewitched moment very early in the trailer where Vision is dressed in a suit, getting ready to go to work. And she's like, no, we have to look like normal people. And she changes his appearance to look like Paul Bettany, as opposed to the Vision changing his appearance like he does in other Marvel movies. Uh, namely, I think it's Civil War, where he makes him are not Civil War. It's the uh, it's um infinity war at the very beginning when they're when they're together in europe like he's able to make himself look like like a person and this one she changes him she has clearly created a pocket reality of some sort because there's that scene where um young monica rambone has been thrown out of this this reality where people clearly know that they're there and is watching it
1: and what's and that so about? I, what is her what did she have to do with all of this? I'm, that we, we have I think got she to joined think sword. Her.
0: I think I think that we're gonna get our introduced introduction to either sword or whatever iteration of shield is now. That's that's where we're gonna get her. Sword or strike because
2: strike could be sword one. or
0: strike, yeah, it could be. They've they've shown sword, or at least the building of sword, so that leads oh, me no. to believe it would be more likely gotcha. that because gotcha. of yeah. no post far from home.
1: Um, what it was, yes, that was far, far from home, yeah.
0: When he was yeah, yeah, where Nick is in space. So, so that leads me to believe that whatever her whatever's happened with her psyche, she has created her own sort of pocket dimension and her own pocket reality. And they show frequently Wanda changing shit and modernizing it. Like, you start with this 1950s old school, leave it to Beaver, Andy Griffith. Like, I i actually get the big bewitched vibe out of it just because like oh. instead of her wrinkling her nose she waves her fingers and things happen
1: Bewitched and for the big two are the two big
0: ones right. then you get like an 80s sitcom and there's something in the 70s there but like you just see her kind of progressing through time and changing reality and it's like in that in the house of m storyline well not in the house of m storyline in the avengers disassembled storyline that's what she kept doing she kept altering reality over and over and over again trying to bring back the children she lost and didn't have and created this family with herself and vision and two children at uh, two children sorry i lost my voice here a little bit so i'm very excited about this trailer i'm just like i said i'm crushed that it took like I was just so sad that we couldn't strike while the iron was hot. I was like, "Damn, if Marvel had only waited and come just a you know and drop this before the Emmys."
2: To be fair, you know, say though, like
0: like nine o'clock in the morning. To
2: be fair, people have been talking about it for the entire week anyway, <laughs> so
0: right. we didn't
1: miss much. No, what well, no, else is there to talk about? You know, from a comic perspective.
0: Well, it's funny that you should mention that because that'll segue nicely into some of the other news that got dropped.
1: Because I think Hashtag we're all dragonless.
0: in. Hashtag journalism. That's not my show, though. I don't
1: steal hashtags. You know, we are family.
0: That's fair. Because there was another announcement of another show that's getting added to Disney Plus that Samuel L. Jackson will be putting on the eye patch once more to do a Nick Fury show. Gentlemen, I don't even know where to begin with this. I like I love Nick Fury. I love this character. He's been shrouded in mystery. There's no Howling Commandos to be like Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. Is this Nick Fury? Are we going to get Nick Fury in space? Can we have Nick Fury in space? Can that just be the whole show?
2: He was on the, what, the scroll ship at the end station. of Far From Home or whatever it was. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be great. You know, Samuel Jackson in his own series. I, I mean... I just, I just hope he says motherfucker a few times just to make it feel like a Samuel Jackson thing. You know, that'd be great. But on
1: Disney plus. Why not? Why not? Do it like they did at the end of of infinity war. Mother.
2: Yeah, exactly. But I, but the thing with the show is, uh, yeah, I mean, which version of Nick Fury are, is it, is it a prequel? We've seen some of that in Captain Marvel as to who he was. Is it like you're saying, Patrick, is it Nick Fury in space? Uh, you know, that we saw at the end of far from home. Is it probably more than likely something in between uh, is it more of his origin stories, just the adventures of Nick Fury, and all of these various? It, it's exciting, you know, but it's all just rampant speculation now. Okay, what what part of the timeline are we looking at here? But yeah, I mean, you know, a, a Nick Fury spinoff standalone show on Disney Plus in twenty twenty seven with the rest of it, why not? You know, let's do it.
1: I I say we get weird. Okay, give me white Nick Fury who <laughs> looks like Cyclops dad. <laughs> and have him meet the black Nick Fury and have them figure out, try to figure out who's the real Nick Fury, duel to the death, and then, like, give be weird. Let's, let's go all out here. I right? got so, it, Ray. I, I got can it. I, can I step it up? Hold, oh, hold I'm on. i you're going to say the same thing. No, I, I was
2: going to say they're going to put both the eye patches on, on like, uh, in a ladder match, you know, and they, somebody's got to go up there, <laughs> oh, retrieve gotcha. both eye patches, and that's the real Nick Fury.
1: Well, if we're so, going to be crazy, you, it's got to be a poll. Got to go straight. Russo, there you bro. go. There you go.
2: A poll. So may I patch just put on a out
1: there,
0: if we're gonna cast a white David Hasselhoff or a uh, white David Hasselhoff, I ruined the joke. A white Nick Fury, it has to be David Hasselhoff, as he played Nick Fury in a TV movie once.
1: He did, huh? Yeah, that like low budget version of whatever they were doing. Sure, but Hasselhoff is part of the MCU. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy too.
0: That's true. He wasn't. He wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume two, so it's it's all there, it's all there. Book at Marvel, David Hasselhoff versus Nicholas. Versus Nicholas Fury. I almost called him Nick Fury. I'm so used to talking about Nicholas Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, I was ready to be like Nicholas J. Fury. <laughs> David
2: I Hasselhoff versus Mace Windu. Let's do it.
1: There, there is something inherently interesting, though, to the backstory of Spies. I think that's the intrigue of Black Widow. Besides the fact that it took like 200,000 years to have a female-led movie, right? Black Widow's been around since Iron Man 2, and it took her to get shot, or to die. Not to get shot, but to die to get a movie. But the, int- the intrigue of that is, well, Black Widow was the one person you don't know shit about other than she's Russian. And she was in the Red Room. You know nothing about... That was the fun part about Captain Marvel for me, was getting to know who Nick Fury is, why he is the way he is, and right. his rapport with with early Coulson. Maybe we get Coulson back.
0: Maybe. I mean, at the end of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he is a life model decoy version of himself with all of his memories. So there is a Coulson out there. Whether or not that's canon or not, I don't know if MCU is running with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I still stand by that show. It got better as as the seasons went on.
1: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fantastic show. It had a Good. couple episodes where it like lulled, but it, right. it, it was like that because they were forcing it to stay on point with the right. movies. Once it so, got out
0: of the MCU's shadow, totally different show.
1: Fantastic, yes.
0: Very much glad to see that we're back on track together after that whole Zack Snyder incident earlier in the show. Um, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, now, it's good to be appreciated. Back on the bandwagon. We'll, have we'll, we'll now have you back in the show at some point. Like, I, I was borderline done with Ray Cash on bandwagon nerds, but he's back, he's back in. We'll, we'll move the velvet rope. I mean, hell, we keep letting Tony come back. So, well,
1: to can't... be fair, I live in the south, we can't have basements because, like, mm-hmm. you're at sea level. So right. I'm an attic.
0: There you go. That's that's like the that's like the penthouse basement.
1: Sure, you, that's a higher right.
0: level it's, attic. It's, <laughs> with 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 bat with with bats and insulation, and stuff. You know. Okay. I'll take so that. So our all our attics in in New England like it's just insulation and bats. So speaking of bats and demons and and all kinds of stuff, the long talked about hulu series hellstrom finally had a full trailer drop that actually revealed something i'm gonna I, i'm gonna be full disclosure i enjoy a good demon story I, I i enjoy a good creatures of the night you talked about ray talked about getting weird let's get weird what you know we're doing a little bit of a trailer park thing today with wandavision and hellstrom let's get some initial reactions for from this trailer dave i'm going to start with you since we started with ray last time what were your thoughts of the Hellstrom trailer? Did you even watch it?
2: Yep, I did. I'm like, <laughs> oh. okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a. It looked so pretty.
0: Not excited.
2: I, I mean, it's just I. I couldn't quite grasp. I. I mean, the thing that jumped in my mind when I watched this, like, why did Patrick recommend this? This is. Is this a horror movie? And then, and then it started. I started seeing some of the different elements. I'm like, okay, it looks cool. I mean, I, I'm. I'm. I'm down with it. Let's see what it's going on. But I mean. It's it's it was awfully hard to grasp the concept of it. I imagine it's based on a comic book that I haven't read, uh, but I mean, sure. <laughs> That's all I, I, I can say. You, I it's, thought
1: you'd read all of the comics.
2: No, I haven't read this one. But I mean,
1: I, you, bro, you don't have Hellstrom number two hundred and sixty-seven. I missed that one, Ray. Sorry. I don't. I don't think Hellstrom ever got to two
0: hundred sixty-seven, Ray. Right? Hellstrom
1: probably not got to sixty-seven. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough.
0: Here's uh, what's interesting is Damon Hellstrom is like the 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 name that they can run with. They can't run with that Son of Satan moniker that that Marvel ran with to start. I'm sure. Oh God,
1: no, no, no way. Um, so I I know who Hellstrom is. I know the character, right? right. Hellstrom is the son of of a demon. Mama got drove crazy. Him and his sister had issues. I think the sister turned evil. He was good, and he's basically Marvel's John Constantine, right? Except mm-hmm. for the fact that he is a he is Half half demon? Is that what we're yeah. doing? So is there a uh, X chromosome, a Y chromosome, and a Demon chromosome? He Sounds got the like demon that. one. Um nonetheless, um I think it's dope for a television series because it's essentially white blade. But with va- not vampires, with demons, right? With demons. Um What what's interesting to me is if you watched Titans on DCU this universe, how they made uh, Trigon human. Is the demon going to be Mephisto? Ooh. Are they going to kind of on it all together?
0: I could live with that. I also just wonder if this, how this is going to fit. And, and this goes into, like, I feel like this whole show, we've talked about, like, spinoffs. Is this yeah. an MCU spinoff? Does this fit, or is this its own little pocket that exists independently of its own, a la the Netflix marvel series which i keep waiting very patiently for at least daredevil and luke cage to be brought in uh i like jessica jones too i guess really iron fist the only one i'd like whatever he can come or go but i mephisto is intriguing i hadn't even considered that that would be i would love that retcon the crap out of that marvel has shown that they're not afraid to do that uh to just kind of retcon and do something that suits their needs and their narrative in the cinematic slash entertainment universe,
1: I'm in. The, the, I guess then the next question is, you know, they canceled every, they canceled everything that was Netflix. They canceled everything that was Hulu. Um, RIP to the Runaways. Hurt my heart. Right. Um. So is this destined for, as you alluded to at the beginning of the show, destined for the good old one season pull, and then like, hey, thanks for watching, guys. You'll never see us again.
0: Well, that's been the thing with these series in general. Like, you know, you kind of mentioned it. The the rug getting pulled out from under the feet of a lot of these shows. Like, I'll go back to the Netflix series. I was pissed when they canceled Luke Cage after two seasons. Because the way they left Luke, when they left Luke Cage, where they left Luke Cage at the end of that second season, I was so excited for where it goes next. Luke Cage running the underworld. The, the crime underworld. Sorry, not like howling. Like that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah. The like the criminal,
0: yeah. yeah, the the criminal underworld. I was so in for that that third season. And then the rug got pulled off from under it. Daredevil <laughs> ended in a great place. Rug got pulled yes, off from part.
1: under it. All of them except for Jessica Jones did. Even Iron right. Fist was fantastic. Right. Iron Fist had the she. the the chi guns and uh and um oh what's her name um daughter of the dragon what is her name oh gosh i'm gonna
0: forget it too hold on
1: that's not not misty but her the other chick
0: uh yeah i
1: know but i can't think of her name name. her whatever she had the chi sword yeah she took it at the end so Um, yeah. I'm I'm interested in, in like they they gave such cliffhangers. Even Punisher was had a Colleen great cliffhanger. Calling Wing, a, wing was think. Yeah, other than Jessica Jones who they prepared for that being the end of that world. Yeah. Jessica Jones, it they ended boom, we're good. No more Jessica Jones. The rest of them ended on a cliffhanger that needed another season.
0: And I think that's what's going to happen at Hellstrom, to answer your question. I think that one, this is a show that's been in development for a really, really long time. Marvel started pulling all the other shows. You mentioned Runaways. Uh, like they just started, like they all just started going away as Disney starts to consolidate its power around its programming. And I think that Hellstrom, one, I'm surprised it was the one to survive the purge. I don't think he gets past
1: season one. He's, so I hope it. If Runaways had a had a, a little Victor Mancha was uh, uh, Ultron's son was kind of
3: mm-hmm. at
1: the end of that second season or third season whatever it was was kind of you know thrown out there as a little nugget for the next season. So yeah, it is it's massively disappointing. And hopefully, once the rights revert back, they can bring them back. But mm-hmm. I know they're, if they bring any of those guys back, they're not going to be the same actors, and and that's that's Please. a shame. So it's rare. Where think, sits,
0: Right. It, I will say it's not that it never happens. I mean, DC proved that in their CW series is with uh, the guy who played Constantine, like that Constantine show got canceled and then he popped sure. up in. Um, I don't know, Dave, can you help me on that one? Do you remember where Constantine showed up and that was it arrow?
1: Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I mean, was? he's definitely in
2: crisis on infinite earths. Um,
0: but I think he showed up as a as a recurring character. I in Legends forget of Tomorrow. which one.
2: I don't know if it's Legends of Tomorrow or it was not Arrow, possibly Supergirl,
1: maybe. Supergirl's Supergirl is on a different Earth, right? Well, I mean, it's all
2: DC. And, right. And, I mean, I I just one scene I remember very distinctly is they go to Earth six sixty six and they show up at the club and Lucifer's like, "What are you doing here on my Earth?" And it's Constantine with a couple of other. I forget the characters he's with, but uh, since someday you got to watch Crisis, Patrick. I keep I keep harping um, on you about that. That's that's the white whale for me.
0: I'll I'll go watch Crisis when Zack Snyder makes a good movie, and
1: so so you hate
0: Watchmen. Watchmen is my exception, actually. Okay. I will I will share that Watchmen is the only Zack Snyder movie that I speak well of. You if you if you want to if you want to see the depths, by the way noble fans of my hatred of Zack Snyder films, go back and read the nerd review of 300 and see Patrick O'Dowd's opinion of 300.
2: Eight All right. East German judge.
1: I'm East telling German you, German I 10, 10, 6.7. That's, that's me.
0: I am proud to be the East German judge. 6.7 would nerd be a high nerd
2: score review. for Patrick. Fair yeah. Enough. I
0: think I, what what did I give? I think I gave it a 1.5 out of five. Damn. Yeah, I hate that movie. Oh, you and should see this
2: rating. His rating for Dumb and Dumber Ray was a zero point five out of five. The you first
1: don't... one or the second one? First one. First one. The first awful. one is pretty funny. The first one's decently funny. The second one is just un- unwatchable to me.
0: I <laughs> you get you get this story now. I've never been able to watch Dumb and Dumber all the way through. Ever, I, I, can't, stand I, I can't, can't stand it. I can't get into it, and I like dumb comedy. Like I will defend. You know, name a Mel Brooks movie, will defend it. Airplane, will defend it. Adam Sandler movies, will defend them. Cannot. I First time I ever watched Dumb and Dumber, I fell asleep. Every other time I've tried to watch it, uh, I can't. I just, I can't. I don't like it. Uh, it's terrible. Anyway, since we're focusing on bad news, let's get to the announcement that I think we all were kind of expecting. But unfortunately, it, it happened. In a surprise to absolutely no one, the MCU announced uh, a new release schedule where we shared that Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings have all been pushed back. Dave, I have to eat crow. You were right. I was wrong. I held out hope when they did that pushback to November, December, that we were going to get it. And you said, same thing that you said with Wonder Woman. Nope.
2: 2021, baby.
0: May 7th, 2021.
1: Can I ask y'all a question about that? I'm curious. Go for it. So, I think the release of Mulan with the $30 premium release, I think that went well. Obviously, it's not going to do a billion. I think it went decently well for a release on... VLD, right? Well enough. Are, sure. Right, yeah, I mean it did okay. I mean it, it wasn't like a bomb. It's not doing new mutants numbers. But right. you...
0: it, it did it did it did well enough that Disney called it a win.
1: Okay. So are you guys disappointed or do you blame Marvel slash Disney for not thinking to of doing that with some of these Marvel movies? Because Black Widow had enough of a build-up and enough people want to see it. I think it'd do really good VOD numbers. Yeah, we've talked talked about
0: this. What do I I write immediately after sharing every one of these links in the Bandwagon Nerds chat?
2: Basically, just release the damn thing already. That's what Patrick's (laughs) been calling for.
0: Release it online. Please. I I mean...
2: Yeah, I mean, this is what we've talked about this so many times, Ray, uh, that, that yeah, you raise... It's the same thing we've been saying. A, a movie like Black Widow, I think, would do much better than Mulan did. I, I mean, sure. Mulan's going to appeal to the hardcore Disney people and people who want to see the remake. I could give a shit about a live-action remake of hardly any of these Disney animated things because, to me, the animated stuff is where it's at. So, I don't care. But you tell me that... They're gonna release Black Widow on a streaming service for thirty-five bucks. I'm gonna be like, take my money. Here you go. As long as I get to own it and not rent it, um, you know, it, it's hard that that they're looking at what Tenant did, and Tenant had real mixed numbers, and they don't know how to interpret that stuff. And well, it's because nobody nobody
0: knew anything about Tenant.
1: We did. Like, well, I mean, no, we, I mean, we we get the it's what. So look, you understand, you understand the. What the fuck is the movie about? Like
3: exactly, <laughs> that's, that's We're basically it. Every get, every, right.
0: every review of this movie's been like, this movie makes no goddamn sense. That's that's not
1: good. Here's it's, my so, thing talking about the directors. That's a Christopher Nolan special.
2: Yeah, it can't be. Inception. No, what's that?
0: I fucking love Inception. I do too,
2: but it's not the easiest movie to wrap your head around. Yeah, you gotta it's watch not.
0: it a few times. Anyway. Here's the other thing that we all know about a Marvel flick versus any other sort of franchise out there that Disney could release. Marvel's going to print money for Disney, no matter what, no matter how you release it. And we even talked about, I think Tony was on the show when we talked about this, because we talked about the $30 price tag for Mulan and the willingness of people to pay it. And and Tony was very much one of those that was in the camp of, I'm not going to spend $30 basically pay. about as much or more than I would to go see to the theater to have it at home. My, my counter to that was it's about the cost of a Blu-ray when it releases on release day, Marvel's fan base. And this fan base in general is such that they are going to consume it no matter how it is sent out. We're going to, we're going to spend the $30 to watch it on, on Disney plus we're going to spend the $30 to see it if they put it in a movie theater and I go buy my ticket and get popcorn and all this other stuff. So it doesn't really matter. I think that it's, it Marvel's so bankable that there's just no reason not to other than you can. And, and, you know, and that, and that seems to be and and that there's something that Disney really wants out of putting them in the theaters to to kind of keep that relationship going, a because I dollars, right? Because I guarantee you, like you're right, the Black Middle Black Widow movie, that'll make bank. The Eternals, that one might be a little bit of a tougher sell because that's all that's kind of you're going into Guardians of the Galaxy territory here. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Shang Chi, like those two are a little more niche.
1: Um, it depends on how they do Shang-Chi, because Shang-Chi, if they give it the respect that the Chinese audience needs, it right. will kill international. Oh, I
0: agree. Yeah. I mean, I love that character, too.
1: Um, oh, it's fantastic. And and the fact that Fu Manchu ain't his daddy no more, the fact that uh the Mandarin is his daddy? Bro, sign me up. Like, let me watch that well, shit tomorrow.
0: So, yeah, I just I guess at this point, as we share this and, and talk about this, I'm kind of at this place where I'm just like throwing the hands up on a whelp emoji because it's just all a mess and i'm very frustrated as a fan and i, I guess i'll just be a fan right now I'm very frustrated as a fan that these move, particularly black widow black widow's done it's in the can you're just holding it and, and it's feeling like there's less and less of a good reason to hold it and and it doesn't make sense to me And that like it I, I say this like I'm not going to go watch Marvel movies, but like I'm still going to watch the damn thing. But I feel like it's doing, I think it's doing a disservice. And that's disappointing.
1: Yeah. I mean, Can I... go ahead, Ray. No, 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 please, because I was going to ask another question, but I, I want you to get your point out.
2: I didn't have a point. I, I'd rather hear what you have to say than listen to
1: myself. Well, I want to hear what you got to say, sir. This is your <laughs> show. But <laughs> I, I do have one more question. Go ahead, me. Ray. Go ahead. Did you like did you like the hire of the She-Hulk actress?
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not sure especially Richard, if you, but... Yeah, her her work in Orphan Black is really good. I think that she's got a lot of great range and I think she's going to bring a lot of fun to the character. So I I'm optimistic. And I trust Marvel's casting. We talk about this a lot. Marvel's track record with casting people even unknowns
3: mm-hmm. has
0: been like if you would have told me that I would be on board with Chris Pratt, for example, as Star Lord, and then I saw him and I was like, "Shit, he nailed this!" Like it just—they yeah, seem to do a great yeah. job.
1: But 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 Pratt is a bit of a of a blubbering idiot who just happens to have a Chris Chris Pratt. I'm not Chris Pratt. Um, Star Lord is truly Marvel's uh, kind of Indiana Jones, right? Right. That he's suave, but he's still a bit of an idiot. But just enough that it makes people—it's endearing, right? Um, Kristen Ritter would have been perfect, but she's already Jessica Jones. So, but yeah, or, I, I like—I like to hire her. I just was curious because that's the only other news I can think of, Marvel-wise. Oh, I got one you wanna more. Talk about the oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I got a rumor. Um, I pulled this out. Um, I love rumors that are just so wildly out there. Because we we know absolutely nothing. So we know the Fantastic Four is eventually coming to the MCU. Mm -hmm. The newest rumor that I saw on comicbooknews.com, which, again, buckets of salt. John David Washington rumored to play Reed Richards.
1: That's a dope pick. He's fantastic. That's a dope pick. No, it's a rumor. yeah, and I mean, and it, it's probably not true, but that's a dope. Well, you saw who you saw the guy that, that uh, they hired to play Hawkman and Black Adam is very yep. possible. Um, do you do you guys think may, if, maybe you talked about this? If you did, I apologize. If you remember at um, one of the Spider Mans, God, I can't remember, but they sold Avengers Tower. Yep. Do you think that that's gonna be the Baxter Building, or do you think that that's that's Osborn that bought the tower?
0: I hope it's Osborn. <laughs>
2: I'm attitude. guessing Osborne.
0: I want the, I want the Baxter building to be the Baxter building where like that, you know, the fantastic four takes and makes, you know, that Reed Richards makes his own. Uh, and I want them to have, like, I don't want the fantastic four to be in the old Avenger space. I want, I'm desperate. Norman Osborn is one of my all time favorite villains. Period. I'm a Spider-Man guy from birth. Okay. And Norman Osborn is my favorite villain in the Spider-Man universe. I I desperately want him to be a, a heavy player, and if he's the one who bought Avengers Tower, that would make my day.
1: Um, I was I was secretly hoping that Osborn would end up being the Iron Patriot at some point because Iron Patriot still is around, the suit's around, right. and creating the Thunderbolts because the Avengers aren't around or, or the somebody, Dark Avengers, right? So exactly, and they need somebody has to protect the world. Um, But when I saw the Phase Four lineup, that I realized it's not. Yeah, possible. it doesn't play. Yeah, but it would have been dope.
0: It would have been. All right. So the way I wanted to cap this off, because uh, I, I feel like we we've sort of played out the the news and stuff that's going around. We're coming up on our second hour. We're a little ahead of schedule, but every time we go two hours, Craig gives me a hard time. So we talked a lot today about spinoff shows and, and just like it seems like every franchise has got like a spinoff these are not new like spinoffs have existed for basically as long as television has had like you know episodic television every episode I, of, of bandwagon nerds ray i like to end with patrick o'dowd as a question someday i'm going to come up with some music for it this week my question to you two is what is your favorite spinoff show Ever, ever. You can give me so Dave's got to give us like eight honorable mentions anyway. So if you got more than one, it's fine.
1: He's right. been
2: around longer than us. Go ahead, Ray. I want to hear. I want to hear yours first.
1: The well, the, the first two that come to mind are shows that I grew up with. Sure. Good. Good times and the Jeffersons. Like mm-hmm. those. Are the first two to pop that pop in my mind because those two shows, like, I mean especially coming from a black family. Like those are the shows you looked at growing up and I'm an eighties baby, right? I'm born in the eighties. That were the ones that kind of gave you life. Right. Um, I'll give you a modern one that I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't uh, maybe not, maybe never heard of. It was popular for a while, but the game that was a spinoff from girlfriends was fantastic for a while to me. It was like about a football player, um, but we're talking just TV shows, right?
0: Yeah, I was well, that was where I was going, but okay. if you got a, if you got a um, movie, you can throw
1: a movie out there. I mean, well, we can't, it's not quite the same because it wouldn't be a spinoff. It'd just be part of a universe, right? Right. Something um, like that. Yeah. Um, those are the first ones that pop into my head. I mean, what you want me to say, like some Joni loves Chachi or Mork and Mindy type uh, stuff? No, no. He, he, <laughs> he,
2: uh, yeah. Laverne and Shirley, there he, you go. He, he, be Kabababir. <laughs>
0: Be be authentic <laughs> in your your spin off likes and dislikes, sir.
1: My, my grandparents raised me. Like don't get me wrong. Like my mom was around, but I, I've right. always been with my grandparents my whole life. So I grew up on Nick and Knight. So like all those mm-hmm. shows are like life. Like I Love Lucy is the greatest sitcom in history to me. So like yes, right. Laverne and Shirley might be a part of might be in that list. You know, I'm 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 failing to think of modern spinoffs though maybe you guys can kind of sure dave what do you got for
2: us i mean modern spinoff the best one i've seen is the mandalorian which is a direct spinoff of star wars that's okay that's a great show Uh, i mean that that's my favorite star wars spinoff that that there's ever been pretty much other than maybe rogue one it would be right up there but like for old stuff going back like in the day like when i was a kid uh the bionic woman was probably my favorite spinoff from the $6 million man. That was uh, and, and I mean, and she had some good stories and there was always the stuff with her and Steve Austin and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, is she ever going to remember what they had and all that kind of shit? So those are the ones that jumped to my, jumped to my mind immediately are Mandalorian and the bionic woman.
0: Nice. I'm going to give the widest white guy spinoff ever, but I used to watch this show religiously. Frasier. Frasier was a spinoff of Cheers.
3: Yeah. Man, as did, oh,
0: yes. yes, that was a Frazier, good show. Fun. I like. Yeah, uh,
1: right. Better than Cheers.
0: In some ways, I, I mean, they're very different shows, uh, but it was it was a fun. Yeah, Frasier and Frasier was around forever. Like that show hit, and like it just never it was, it was around longer than Cheers, I do believe. Uh, and used to win Emmy after Emmy, and I, shockingly enough. Kind of uh, identify with an insufferable angry or su- insufferable arrogant smart guy, like Doctor Fraser Crane. Fraser Crane, sorry, I've been drinking. Uh, and yeah, I love I love Fraser. I used to watch it all the time. The other spinoff that I enjoyed thoroughly, kind of that is a little more in keeping with the band- bandwagon ah, bandwagon nerds feel. Uh, Angel, sp- Angel, which is spinoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, about. All
1: Talk we about. just trashed Josh Whedon And you gave me two Josh Whedon shows
0: I'm okay with it Okay, continue No, we Thanks. didn't trash We didn't trash Josh Whedon I trashed <laughs> tra- trash Zach Snyder Ray Fisher is trashing <laughs> Josh Whedon uh, and It sounds like rightfully so I, You know, and that's It's funny you bring that up though Because in all seriousness Like And I, I'll ask this to you guys there's there's things that we love like say we grew up watching like x y and z and then you learn something about either the creator or the artist or like i I think about in music like i love michael jackson and yet part of me struggles with michael jackson the person or bill cosby like one of the funniest comedy routines of my life in the world is a comedy routine he talks about where he gets scared of radio programs that are like horror radio programs he listens to a story about a mutant chicken heart that eats people and so he throws jello on the kitchen floor so that the monster will slip and fall and hurt itself <laughs> and so he smears jello on the floor gets scared sets the house sofa on fire and then his dad comes down slips on the thing and he's like what's the sofa doing on fire and he's like the bill Cosby child is like there's a chicken heart and the guy's like where's the chicken heart he's like it's on the radio and the dad's like you idiot turn it off he's like i hadn't thought of that and it's just it's hilarious but bill cosby the guy versus bill cosby the artist yeah is is challenging for me and like i like thriller is one of my all-time favorite albums of all time yeah. bad one of my favorite albums of all time and yet the the controversy and the, the the cloud that surrounds Michael Jackson can make it challenging in separating the entertainment from, from the art. We get this in wrestling all the time. Charles wow. Whedon's the same thing. Like, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love Angel. Like, love both those shows. Was he an abusive dick to his actors on those shows?
1: Good point. Can I throw out one more for you, by the way? Sure. Um... A very recent show. I don't and again, bandwagoners, right? Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched Doom Patrol?
0: Not yet. Don't spoil it. We've talked
2: about it many times.
1: I've got watch HBO
0: it. Max. I know it's really good. I've heard like Tony was singing its praises last two weeks ago. I definitely want to see Doom Patrol. The, uh, I the, definitely want to watch. it.
1: Let me just put this in your ear. In season two, there is a gender gender queer magical um disappearing street named Danny. Doom Patrol is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life.
0: I've heard it's bonkers.
1: It's bonkers, but it's fantastic, and I love Titans. And Titans is serious as shit. So to flip it on this ear, it's worth it. Check that out. Doom Patrol is fantastic, and Doom Patrol could never be on TV. Like it, HBO, <laughs> um.
3: Nice,
1: but nice. yeah, it's it's it's. I promise you, you guys would would enjoy it. If for nothing else, you you can never sit back and just like you got you have. That's whiskey, is it?
0: Scotch. Yep.
1: Scotch. Yes. You got a glass of Scotch. You can't just sit back and just kind of stir it and watch that show because every five minutes something else is happening that's making you say what. <laughs> Yeah, so you'll like it.
0: Take take another poll till it makes sense. So there you go, folks. There's a a sparkling recommendation from one Ray Cash, our guest. Bring in the the nerd cred, by the way. You know, well, you represented well, sir.
2: Keeping your nerd I, hand strong, man.
0: I got I got one last nerd related question for you. What are, what are your thoughts of on the uh, the 1981 cinematic genius film Clash of the Ch- Clash of the
1: Titans? See man, look, so oh. I've never seen that movie. But oh. Never seen the movie. I know, I'm sorry. But I know the Clash of <sighs> the Titans story and there's a thing in the Clash of the Titans that I am horribly terrified of as a phobia, so I've never been able to watch those movies. Oh, do tell! Oh, yeah, I thing. was about to say, do tell. Man. this is good. Yeah, I'll tell you off air. Ain't no way in hell I'm <laughs> letting you work what I'm scared of. Chris Platt no.
2: would never let you live it down. <laughs> so,
0: so let me let me tell you the reason why I asked this question is because I, I watched it though over the weekend with a little of doubt. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. As a kid growing up, Ray Harryhausen, one of the greatest special effects artists of his time, his last movie that he ever made, and, and uh, one of my Facebook mutuals kind of ran the ran the movie down and all of my clash of the titans stands came out and dave suggested it and i'm going to take the suggestion i think the nerd review this week it's on netflix dave you don't have to run out and buy it is uh
2: what if i want to buy
0: it if you want to buy it you can but you don't need to it's like you went out and bought the rock last week for the nerd review when it was on amazon prime and
2: my wife thanked me immensely for that purchase
0: where I was the East German judge once again, lowballing barely the rock. I gave it over a three. I gave it a positive review. Stop it,
2: dude. Your, anyway. your ratings. Like, I mean, <laughs> I started to feel bad when I did it in increments of 0. 0.25. And then Patrick goes and throws out some shit like a 3.6. And I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> it's like, it I'm not sure what star me, system. I'm not sure what star system you're using, but I don't know any 3.6 <laughs> stars out of <laughs> it's, it's, five.
0: It's a continuum. All Time right. is a flat circle. There is no end. The shortest distance well, between two on.
2: points is a straight line in the opposite direction. So Danny.
0: So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch uh, Clash of the Titans. I may watch it again just because it's that much fun for me.
2: One of your friends was the one who was trying to convince you and by that the new one that the, the new one was better. was better. And I'm like bull shit. The only right. good, the only better part of the new one is Liam Neeson saying release the Kraken. That's it. That's all they've got. Quiet,
0: you. Sir Lawrence Olivier was Zeus in the 81. Thank you. And he says release the Kraken way better than freaking Liam Neeson. And I love Liam Neeson. Anyway, so be sure to check that out. That'll be hitting thechairshot.com probably Thursday-ish if, if we get stuff done on time. We'll give you a review of an oldie but a goodie, 1981's Clash of the Titans that's going to do it for this week's show, fellas. Uh, first of all, Ray, thank you so much for coming on, giving us some of your time. Had a lot of fun talking to you, and uh, you know, I say this often to a lot of our good friends: open invitation to come back. Would love to have you. Uh, it was it was great. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it, guys. This is, you know, we all met the wrestling, and yes, always enough to talk about again we're, this is sunday so of course we got a pep you tonight but like as much as i love wrestling i am a nerd for so much comic book stuff and so much uh entertainment like we talked about today so like this was probably the most fun i've had on a show since i started podcasting and that's no exaggeration so thank wow. you thank you very so much, much for having me so oh, you like hell, hearing Patrick?
2: you right. like hearing patrick run down uh Zack snyder that that, that He's that's
1: good
0: I'm telling you, Ray is gonna be the official. We have we have an impartial,
2: partial judge. I'm, look, I'll that be glad like to. I just want double negative or something
1: there. <laughs> was. That was the point. 60% it works. 60% of the time it works. Every, every
2: time. time every time. Every time. <laughs> That's right. Every time. That's when you need to review uh Anchorman or get some Sex Panther going.
1: I'm look, I'm game.
2: But it was a pleasure having you on, Ray. I mean, you're you're a nerd, Cred definitely verified uh i've heard about it many times so
0: not that we're into gatekeeping by the way i think no. both of us just totally gate kept <laughs> ray hey oh, you're good enough for the show
1: hey look i'm okay i'm a, look i've had to i've i've, I've <laughs> if you've ever listened to anything i've ever said on, on a podcast or a column you know that i've been fighting my whole life all my life i had to fight
0: Very true. Very fair. I have read some of your stuff and I've of course heard you. I've actually podcasted with you. It's been a good time. So is Dave. Anyway, why don't you tell the folks at home, Ray, where they can find some of those podcasts and how they can follow you.
1: I am at it's Ray cash. R E Y is in Mysterio. C A S H as in dollars. I am. I, I host two shows. I have to remind myself that, but I am the host of the outsider's edge at outsider's edge. CS. Um, if the guy who owns at Outsiders Edge is listening. Dave and Patrick will buy you an a, the uh, a DVD version of The Rock and Clash of the Titans if you give me the handle. So yeah, there you go. That's and fair. also, that's three fair. Man, also Three Man Weave at three underscore Man Weave. Uh, that's the sports version. And it looks like if you know, if I'm allowed, <laughs> I might be on a third show every now and then.
0: I think you can count on that a little bit. Definitely. Mr. Ungar, where can they find you, sir?
2: Well, just to confirm to the what the world already knew, the Washington football team sucks. They lost 34 to 20 to Cleveland for God's sakes. Congratulations, wow. Platt. How do you go up from being up 20 to 17 to losing 34 to 20? Whatever.
0: You you're the Washington football team. That's right. Thank you. That's, That's right. I'm not
2: even going to tell you what the Bears are doing, Patrick. I know you're going to. They're losing watch
0: that. by 10 to the Atlanta Falcons.
2: Okay. Well, at least you know. Atlanta's,
0: Atlanta's got the football. Run it up. Run it up, Matt Ryan. There's, there's still
1: time on the clock. <laughs> That's that they right. Might still... As
2: long as there's time on the clock, Atlanta can blow it. But you can find me on Twitter, at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com, slash Attitude of Aggression. Come on, Nick Foles. Lead this comeback. Ruin Patrick's draft picks. Go for it.
0: Wait, did they do that? Did they... They put in Foles?
2: Yes, they did. Very early. Very early. Yes, they really? Did. Well,
0: it's not it's not playing right now, so I don't I don't have it. I'm not following it. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> apparently Nick Foles is playing quarterback for Chicago Bears. Thank God. You can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can hear me every Monday on Bandwagon Nerds. Follow the Bandwagon Nerds Twitter account as well, where maybe eventually Dave will give you those top five Batman stories he was supposed to give us last I
2: week. did that already. I missed it then. It didn't show up in
0: my I, feed. So, I listed you know, like tag eight of them or something.
2: Time. I don't, I mean, i tag me next time, sir. All right. Tag
0: me, tag me, tag me. You can also catch me every Wednesday on the Greg DeMarco show where I talk wrestling with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. Great show this week. Lots of Marvel stuff out there. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Thanks again to Ray Cash for jumping on the show. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds as a part of the Chairshot Radio Network on the Chairshot.com. Now get out of the basement, get some sun, and watch some football. Get behind your team or get depressed for your team. It's okay. It's all good. It's all in
1: fun. Monday night, y'all. Go Ravens. Play like a raven, baby.
3: my best
1: your best losers always whine about their best winners go home and fuck the prom queen carla was the prom queen really
3: yeah